Okay, Tristan, so I thought a good way to begin this would be, um, is there one word, just one, that you would give us to wrap up, to explain? what, what To embody the Sancho 200. Adventure. Straight up adventure? Adventure. If I have to limit to one, I would go adventure. KOM Cycling and Michigan Midpack Media, welcome to the Dirty Chain Podcast, the podcast that covers the cycling scene from the viewpoint of the Michigan Midpack. I am your host, Trevor. This is Sheldon. And this is Tristan. And that is right, folks. You heard from the second place finisher of the Sancho 200 out of Traverse City, Michigan, Tristan Smith. How are we doing, Tristan? Good. Glad to finally be on the podcast with you guys. We've talked about Tristan. We've had Tristan call in. Now he's sitting here for the first time at the table. A legitimate uh, podcast guest, but I mean, to be fair, you have been a riding friend of ours and a true friend of ours. So Tristan, this is exciting. And we had been watching your uh, success and your your adventure through the Sancho 200 last weekend, and uh, we were excited to talk to you about uh, how crazy it absolutely was. But before we get into all of that, uh, listen, guys, Michigan kind of had a race weekend. I mean, a legitimate race weekend. And I want to talk about there was the Dirty 30, um, Vinecross up in um, Leelanau Peninsula around Traverse City. Um, but I want to go even further than that. I know I mentioned Michigan, but there was an even bigger race, a gravel race that happened last weekend, October 17th, which is the Belgian Waffle Ride in Cedar City, Utah. And our man, Alexi Vermeulen, uh, finished a third place. Third overall. Third overall. And uh, rode a gravel bike. Yep, yeah. And wasn't a mountain bike. Was wasn't not, a road bike. Wasn't a road bike. Wasn't we, a mountain bike. We got Alexi out on some gravel. Yep, absolutely. So uh, Keegan Swenson came uh, first place. Pete Stetna, second place. And then Alexi following right after that, um, which I would What a ex- podium. I wouldn't expect him to be anywhere um, else but uh, right up at the top of that uh, of that race. And Did you see any of the videos uh, posted of the course? No. It looked like a dusty yes. sand pit. Yeah. Well, Utah's going through a drought right now. Uh, the, the salty, stupid lizard ride out in Salt Lake City. They've been talking and they've been coining it moon dust. They're like, it is just a dust bowl. So Belgian waffle ride, and I may be incorrect about this, but I'm pretty sure um, the... You know, normally it's out of San Diego and it's um, 
the majority of it is is pavement, and then they have these sections of single track, sections of gravel. But I think a lot of this course in Cedar City was just a lot of gravel road, more than the normal breakdown. And uh, this was the first year that it was in Cedar City, um, and actually this was the only Belgian waffle ride of the year. Um, so yeah, I did see the see some of the pictures, and I I know that even Alexi on one of his um, uh, recaps of the race, he said that just the the course itself was was rough, especially riding a gravel bike. Um, it just beat you up. He had water bottles flying out of his cages, and and yeah. you see some pictures of the the people finishing afterwards. It was uh, they were just dusty and all dirty, and a little different than say the weather here in Michigan. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it looked like they were sweating warm, having a great time uh, in the sun and heat. Were you dreaming of that during the Sancho 200? Yeah, the sun came out. It felt uh, felt pretty nice, except I was in a winter jacket, sweating up a storm and fighting uh, hypothermia at the same time. So. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not jump ahead. But uh, yeah, so congratulations to Alexi and uh, Keegan Swenson for winning the Belgian Waffle Ride and Rose Grant for taking the women's title as well. And then here in Michigan, um, it was just so amazing. It felt like a normal race weekend where everyone's feeds were just blowing up with uh, race pictures. And uh, you had... Uh, Rob taking all sorts of race pictures, um, Rod Mendering. And uh, so it started on Saturday with uh, the Dirty 30 out of Saranac, which is you have a 16-mile route, a 30-mile route, and a 50-mile route. And it actually, the weather looks pretty, pretty yeah, great. Yeah, that's normally an early spring race, and it is it usually lives up to its name. I mean, I remember seeing the pictures after it last year, and it was an absolute slop fest. Oh, yeah. So they definitely uh, got some better weather this year. Yeah, and, and I saw some friends of the podcast. They were uh, out there killing it. So uh, Emily Molesky was out there and, um, of course, Alex Tenelshoff. The whole base media crew just... They took uh, and, two, two podium spots. Yep. Yeah, we saw that uh, Kellen Caldwell, the 16-year-old, 17-year-old, 16-year-old. I'm not sure how old he is, but I know he's young, and he... Uh, he got second place as well, so a lot of familiar names hitting the gravel this weekend. And then the very next day, up in Traverse City, we had a cyclocross race at uh, 45 uh, North Vineyard. They called it Vine Cross, yep. and a ton of people went up there, and boy, then that looked like a blast. It looked like proper cyclocross. Well, there were hand-ups. It was... It was not only was it proper cyclocross, but a cycle nothing could be more northern Michigan cyclocross than this vine cross. It's like through the vineyards of Leelanau, and um, it looked it looked amazing. I know Jordan Wakeley was there. Alex Tanelshoff was up there again. I saw Sarah Williams was there. Our buddy Brett Miller. Um, went and rode his full suspension mountain bike. <laughs> yeah, he showed up on a full suspension scalpel. <laughs> yeah. That's, I mean, that's the the beautiful thing about some of these. Uh, that's the beauty of unsanctioned racing. Yeah. Um, so race what you bring. So we saw uh, Dirty Thirty, Vine Cross. Oh, I want to say one more thing about Dirty Thirty. I saw that one of my old coworkers, um, Amy Reinert. She probably doesn't listen to this, but I worked with her in Indiana, and I saw that. She's still from Indiana, so it's okay. Is it okay that we talk about someone from Indiana? 
If we must. Okay. <laughs> but I think this was her first uh, gravel race. She did the 16, and it looked like she, she absolutely loved it. I think she did a um, like third overall women for um, for the 16-mile the and first gravel race. It looked like she was going to do um, – looks like she may have caught the gravel bug. So, yeah, like uh, just wanted to give props to Amy for, for that. But I was super excited. All weekend we saw a gravel race, cyclocross race, and then – but most important, and what we're here to talk about today, um, actually, no, Sheldon, Sheldon, I'm going to interrupt. Sheldon, I'm is, staring at him. You should, you should interrupt me before we get to the Sancho 200. Um, we actually have a racing calendar to talk about a little bit. We actually had to take notes. That's that's how many races there were. Yeah, or that's so just how bad my memory is. We have a is. little bit more cyclocross coming up. We have some mountain biking. Sheldon, why don't you give us a little rundown about what is happening so in the be- near future? Before we get to our, center pa- our centerpiece, that is the Sancho 200, next up, coming up, we have the Big M State Championship mountain bike. Uh, that's going to be Saturday the 24th. Then we've got Kiss Cross Manhattan Park. That is uh, over in the Grand Rapids area. That's Sunday the 25th. Then we have Mount Holiday Cyclocross. Now, this is brought to you by the same people that put together the Vine Cross, Mm. also up in Traverse City, and that's going to be November 8th. And then we've got Kiss Cross Holland, Holland, Michigan. That's uh, Sunday, November 15th, and then after that, the season goes blank until some fat tire racing comes sure. out. Yeah. Or, uh, and I'm not sure what it's looking like in other states and how the racing is going, but I'm just super excited that Michigan is finishing off the season with some... Um, with, with just a, a, a bit of racing. With something. With just some, anything. With something. <laughs> Um, so I hope if you're listening from somewhere other than Michigan, I hope that your state is, is representing cycling and the cycling scene and, uh, you can get out and take part in some of that. Tristan, let's talk about the Sancho 200, but let's talk about the Sancho 200 2019. Tristan, you and Sheldon both um, participated in the Sancho from 2019. And I thought it'd be a good thing to kind of uh, contrast these two, 2019 to 2020. Um, I want to talk briefly about the experience you you both had in 2019. And then I want to dive into your experience for 2020 and how those two contrast. So... Um, let's talk a little bit about uh, 2019. It was not in October, correct? No, it was in June. June. Yeah. yeah, and it was like almost 90 degrees. And and your word for Sancho that you gave us was adventure. Was 2019 an adventure? It certainly was an adventure for me then. Um, I did feel a little less adventurous though because I had people around me there's aid stations I knew exactly where aid stations were going to be uh what did we do about 100 miles together 110 or yeah, so together yeah approximately because right I, in the middle there yeah we did the the center group together 
And um, how many how many were on the starting line in 2019? Just about 80, I okay. want to say. Yeah, it was 70 or 80. a lot more. A lot yeah. more. <laughs> a lot, a lot more. more. It was a group. It was a big group. And, and for both um, last year, this year, it starts at Einstein Cycles. Yep, right yep. there in downtown. Yep, in Traverse City, Michigan. Um, okay, so then uh, as far as conditions, and Sheldon, you've spoke to this quite a bit, but 2019... Um, I think the word that comes up is sand, right? Hot sand. Yeah. Like a beach, basically. Yeah, it was like 50 miles of beach sand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was, uh, there was something. I found the other day a, a review that Sheldon wrote. <laughs> if you're looking for one of the most physically challenging cycling events in Michigan, then this is for you. The Einstein Cycles crew and volunteers are top-notch, and the aid stations are both spaced and stocked perfectly. I rate 10 out of 10. Just be ready for an apocalyptic amount of sand. <laughs> and it, it, it's so true. Five stars from Sheldon. <laughs> <laughs> and then, he, uh, uh, then Heidi commented back, uh, thanks for the feedback, uh, and then... Of course, Sheldon replied, if I was asked to rate at mile 190 in the last stretch of sand, my review would have been much different. Excessive graphic expletives. <laughs> well, that, that's about the point that I threw my bike into a bush. <laughs> and after some asshole at an aid station, I was like, hey, is there mile much sand? 100. No, no, no. The aid station at uh, 175. The guy at mile 100. Uh, so I came rolling down this hill this year and I thought of it because... Uh, um, when we, we dipped down by the river, he's like, oh yeah, there's very minimal sand left. And we turn this corner where it's like, okay, well this is dirt. This is gravel. This is okay. And then it, we, tur- I see on my, uh, computer that we're taking another right. And as we scan the horizon, there's this four by four truck stuck on the yes. sand seasonal road. <laughs> no, like in the sand. Not even like the in thing. lane. Like it was sideways. Like. I don't know how he got into this angle, and he took up. We had to hike through the forest to get around this, like, yeah, full blown four by four that was buried to its frame and sand. Okay, so tell me about um, you start in Traverse and you dip down, right? You go south of Traverse and up and around. Yeah, you correct? go to Manistee. Yep. Okay. You take the Tart Trail. You you hop on the Tart Trail for a mile. Get uh, get into some roads. Climb out of town. Um, That's where you attack. Right yeah, away, right off the bat, <laughs> right off the bat, right off the bat. That's that's, that's learned, a smart move, right? Yeah, I it's saw just it last two year, miles uh, in. You, just and, uh, you and Nick just went off the front, and I'm like, "Hey, I'm Stanko, riding this yeah. thing. I'm riding this thing at my own pace." And everybody just stayed behind me. And I'm well, like, Nick, well, Nick, was, I wanna, Nick I wanna, wanted to ask, or he was like, "Well, want to wake up your legs?" So I was like, "Yeah, sure. Why not?" Up straight up the hill, straight up a hill. <laughs> so how'd that work out for you, Sheldon? Uh, it was not good (laughs) (laughs) well okay so i want to kind of jump ahead um i don't want to spend too much time in 2019 but i do want to say how did you finish the 2019 what was your place for 2019 yeah so i got sixth place in 2019 did 13 53 54 range for time overall time sheldon you did you did great you got seventh place right uh eighth eighth place okay no no our our friend uh brian Brian snuck up and stole seventh place Ah. away from me he rode with me for a little bit and i was i was just cooked at that point and he he broke away from me and ended up beating me by like three minutes so tristan you had i mean 
a, a great finish for the 2019. And I remember talking to you afterwards and you said, you know what? I think I'm pretty good with this sand stuff. Like, I think actually it fits my fitness and the long distance. I think I'm really good at this long distance. And then I don't want to put words in your mouth, but it seemed like you tailored your training. And not only that, your, your, the bike that you then bought, you tailored everything then coming, um, looking at the next year to the next Sancho 200. So, uh, let's talk a little bit about your gear and, um, knowing that you thought you were buying new gear, whole new kit for a June Sancho 200, correct? Yeah. For a, for a June 2020 Sancho 200. Yeah, yeah. Everything was kind of placed with a purpose for June. Um, <laughs> so uh, the bike because of your because of your past experience. Yep, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I I was buying a bike to get through sand, endurance style, um, long term sand hauls, and that was the decision to go with the gear that I had. Um, luckily I had that shakedown ride on the Kranza 170 course where I got 95 miles in, called it quits. Um, the 2.15, uh, Schwabel G ones, they weren't enough for me on that. I switched over this, uh, for the, just for the Sancho to two, three fives. They rolled so easily through everything, had no issues. Um, but I was heavily geared for sand, heat, and sand. Yeah, but uh, but let's talk just a little bit about the bike itself. Like, what what bike did you go with? Um, yeah, how could I forget uh, the Bear Claw Bo Jackson? Yeah. Uh, my prized possession. My <laughs> my wife's probably jealous of the amount of time or happy that I spend the amount of time I do with that bike um so she doesn't have you to named spend your it second with me. child bo jackson right yeah uh no uh <laughs> i can't remember his name but bo, don't mess with bo um yeah installed a whole new security system on the house yeah, we've just got right. a we've got a security system on the house uh the garage is heavily uh guarded with cameras sensors uh, nothing points at the house the so house. you can rob tristan's house you'll be fine yeah there's no nothing of value in the house uh, just <laughs> Don't go near the garage. That, <laughs> that has everything on it. No, it's a. I mean, your bike has. Uh, um, I don't know. I mean, it's been. We've talked about it before, and you, you. The the, the build is beautiful, um, with the velocity wheels. It's a. It you know you have the the classic titanium with the orange, uh, kind of. Speaking of this build, we uh, we talked about it, and you were listening during the race mile one what was it 35 yeah mile 35 so um if we're getting into 2020 uh we let's just started, do it let's get into let's it. get yeah. into it all right yeah so we started off it's dark it's cold pitch black um we're on the tart trail i'm talking to uh this guy that i just met um we're kind of the lead out i'm in the exact same spot that i was um for 2019 we're rolling on the tart trail. We hit a road and start to climb out of Traverse City. I'm just, we're just chatting, and all of a sudden I look behind, and the group is nowhere, nowhere to be seen. Just a small dot of light, 
and I start talking to this guy and he tells me what his hydration plan is and how he's got chlorine tablets and a water filter if he needs. And I'm like, well, I'm thinking I have to stop at at least two gas stations, not necessarily just for water, but for breaks and Mm -hmm. just to refuel and whatnot. Um, This this guy that I was talking to was Ben uh, Kalis. And he says how he had completed um, the Crusher uh, EX, and I'm just thinking, okay, well, he's strong. He's obviously stronger than me. And we keep going back and forth, uh, one over each other. Uh, I go up the hill a little bit faster, then he gets into the flats and pulls away, and we keep trading. And then all of a sudden, we're into the woods, we're into uh, some sandy two-track, and it starts getting really cold. Um, like what time? What what time of day is? So you so when you started, you started at what time of day? We started at six a.m. So it's, um, it was dark, dark. Pitch That's what black. You said. Yeah, yeah. Pitch black. You're using your headlamp full, full blown. But but th- and then by the time you got to the two track at this point, what time was it? Mm, the first little section we got into that was probably about. Six 6 37 o'clock okay so it's still dark still dark still dark we start coming out into some light probably um we're kind of bouncing back and forth um one in front of each other um there's this other guy tyler he's riding a um bear claw uh thunderhawk um he just flew past us turns out he's from the traverse city area and rides on the the trails like that so he was pretty used to it um but it starts to get light and i'm thinking oh thank god it's going to start to warm up and it actually does the exact opposite <laughs> temperatures just are starting to drop the the frost is so thick that it looks like snow on the grass um and i'm thinking okay well it's getting lighter it's gonna it's gonna warm up um and my toes are just freezing my hands are freezing uh so i let those two guys go i stop put some winter gloves on as i'm putting the winter gloves on i I'm like, man, I'm getting in a bad mental place here. I need to pick. I need to pick me up. So I popped in, uh, popped in the podcast. Uh, yes. Started listening. Um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what? I, uh, I had some bad planning. I usually save your guys' episodes for long rides. Um, and I was asking Sheldon uh, a couple weeks ago. I'm like, hey, you gonna have something new out for me? Uh, <laughs> um, I'm gonna need something. And and thank God you guys did. Uh, but yeah, I listened to the most recent episode, and you, which is a Traverse City episode too, right? With, yeah, uh, yep. Ty um, Schmidt. Yep. Uh, so you guys said how I was uh, how I was preparing for this, how I got the Bo Jackson specifically for this. <laughs> it was go- it was going on next weekend, and and I felt a little bit of pressure, and I'm like, oh boy, oh boy, <laughs> what am I gonna do? Um, but my my toes were numb at that point and this was 30-ish miles 30-ish miles in to a 200 mile day and uh you know when i started listening i got distracted i completely forgot how cold i was and and i was ready to ready to roll after that um so i just have have a quick question um when you threw in the podcast whose voice warmed your soul more sheldon's or mine Oh, it was probably the music. Okay, yeah, okay. Ooh, that's music. Oh, damn it. That, that's all Trevor. <laughs> but then I was thinking of all the uh, bad decision rides and, and whatnot, and those made me chuckle, too. Okay, so. all right. Well, that's fair enough. Sheldon uh, back on the board. Okay, oh, good. tied at this so point. So we're tied. We're... Oh. <laughs> My heart skipped a bit for a <laughs> I did enjoy the uh, 
the piece about the gravel uh, quote gravel oh, oh yeah, our little gravel adventure gravel adventure yeah <laughs> yeah that was uh, we have to the take tr- trevor out and show him that the trespassing route. yeah yeah we uh when we were out there we um we both agreed that you would not be happy if uh trevor would have been mad on that right what, what? we would have gotten the trevor scowl <laughs> What am I like a stick of the mud? Is that like? Um, well, there was mud. There was a lot. Of mud. <laughs> there was a lot of mud. A lot of mud. I think on the driest I got, of days. Remember that when would I be... pulled my bike out of the mud and it made the suction noise? <laughs> oh, the swamp mud. Yeah, you would have been pissed. I, I, think, I think you would have been pissed before that point, though. So okay, was... let's stay focused here. So, <laughs> so um, you guys brought me back. I was happy. I was feeling really good after that. Um, it was still really cold. Ice on the road. Um, are you on? Are you on a paved road at this point? Um, we were going between uh, se- sandy seasonal gravel. Um, there was at one point uh, black ice on a paved road. Um, one guy did go down there. Um, I, I wasn't around when he did, but yeah. he ended up having to pull out because of that. But uh, yeah, it was just luckily the ice tailors my riding style slow. Um, so I wasn't, tip- steady wins I, wasn't, the day. I wasn't tipping over cause I was moving slow, um, slow and steady, but yeah, it, it was pretty hairy there. Um, Brett was asking me how the, uh, sand, sand was, I, I think. This. And it was like, well, it wasn't too bad. It was frozen, uh, for half of it. Uh, the other half, it was peanut buttery. So, um, oh, man. so I didn't really see too much of the benefit of, um, the, the Bojacks that, Jackson that I was expecting to see um but it was certainly a lot easier for me to ride through that wet peanut buttery sand than uh everybody else yeah what kind of bikes did you see showing up this year um there's a couple Thunderhawks uh by Bear Claw um and to be clear what is is Bear Claw kind of a sponsor of the or no um I guess it's all intertwined, right? Yeah, because uh, it's Einstein's Einstein's race. Bear Claw is owned by the same person, right? Uh, Jason Lowitz. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, Chet himself was there at the starting line. <laughs> Did you beat Chet? Uh, Chet had an interesting day. I was talking to his brother afterwards, and he has not. Um, is he lost in the woods right now? <laughs> he hasn't we come lost back. Chet. <laughs> He's out of the woods. Good news is he's out of the woods. He did. Um, he called it quits at uh, 165, I think it was. Um, and he's like, I, I got to get back home above the above the bridge. Um, yeah. I didn't anticipate it taking this long, so <laughs> I, I got to get out of here. Um, but his brother was saying how he, he hadn't ridden since like July or something. Oh, so um, yeah, why not just jump into jump into a 200 mile like ride? A, I know someone that would do something like that. Maybe. Or well, I didn't go the opposite. I was down he here. went the opposite way uh, last year, where he did 500, Six, 600 miles, six hundred and fifty miles, six hundred and fifty miles before the, the week before. Yeah, was the that? week before it was six hundred. Yeah. It was yeah. my third double century in twelve days. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> humble, and, and then, humble and brag, hum, humble brag. But <laughs> not and then, really and then, smart. And then tried to attack. Hey, we attacked for like twenty four miles. Yeah, you know what. Um, <laughs> Not yeah. my best move. Okay, so you were there were a couple people that you were kind of leapfrogging with. Yeah, um, Ben Ben Kalis who ended up winning it. Um, the last time I saw him was mile seventy five. Uh, there's like this closed down bridge um, where I saw him 
ride through it or attempt to ride through it. And I could see from his tracks that there was like this little ravine and I got off, walked around the guardrails, got back, and then I was going to get back on the bike and ride. But I could see that he was just standing there, and he was tending to his hand. Um, and I'm like, oh, you all right there, bud? And he he pulls his hand up, and he's got this gnarly gash. To, and it looked like it was down to the bone on his knuckle. Ugh. And he's just, like, bleeding profusely. Um, and, and I'm like, well, can I can I help wrap it up or anything? Can I do anything for you? And he had bandages and everything like that. So we taped it up, got him back on the, uh, got him back on the road, but I very purposefully, uh, continued to fiddle with my battery pack and let him go because trying to keep up with him would have been very detrimental to the goal of finishing. That's smart though. Smart. Um, so I was, I was a little worried about how he, uh, how he was doing because he was, losing quite a bit of blood it looked like um and then when he was riding away i could see that he had his left hand up above his head and was like trying to control the blood flow to it um so i was a little worried in that instance but then uh five miles later i came to the gas station that i had planned to stop at my first stop um and pulled in there off the off the course got fueled back up went back out and i could see his tire track still uh so i spent the next 120 miles looking at his tire tracks uh for the rest of the day so um i knew that he was upright at least yeah uh so that was good wasn't there you said that there was a second guy that passed you around yeah tyler um i can't i can't remember what his last name is tapestry i think it is um he's a traverse city area guy but he passed um passed me and then at about mile 50 or so i caught back up to him and never really saw him again um it just seemed like our there was no one really working together from the the front group, uh, the three of us. Um, it was either one person was stronger on flats, one person was stronger on hills, one person was stronger through the sandy seasonal. So we just kind of were all doing our own thing. Um, just kind of yo-yoing back and forth. Yep, yep. And then, uh, and then you said you said you had some some rough spots at the beginning with the cold and and maybe it was a um a rough not a reminder but like a a wake-up call of what the conditions will be like for the rest of the day um so when you got to mile 150 170 um were you more acclimated or did you have any like really rough spots uh at that point yeah the the worst spot my uh worst mental spot was the 30 35 miles in um so everything after that was you know, this isn't so bad. Temperature did start to um, pick up around 10 o'clock. It starts to raise. Um, looking at, like, my Wahoo graph of, of temperature, it, it's like the average temperature around 6, 7 o'clock, it drops down, and then um, it just keeps, it, it piles back up after I get out of that, you know, it li- aligned perfectly with where my mental state was. But everything else after that was pretty much smooth sailing um temperature got up to about 45 50 degrees or so and, okay. and stayed there um the wind picked up throughout the day which luckily we were riding south to start the day the wind was out of the southeast um or southwest uh and no the wind was out of the southeast so kind of coming home it wasn't really helpful because the north sections you were running through 
sandy seasonal roads so you weren't really you're pretty protected from the wind but on the east when you're heading east uh it was really getting a gnarly crosswind um so that was a lot of fun how was your uh water intake compared to last year uh probably one one quarter i would say (laughs) uh easily one did you wear a vest or yeah i I wore uh my two liter uh bag um i i drank two of those um i carried three bottles on board with me and i don't know i refilled two of the bottles not even not even both of them but yeah i drank two of the vests the two of the two liters on my back and what'd you do for fuel um i use the goo blocks um where do they they break your teeth were they frozen yeah so the early (laughs) part (laughs) yeah so the early uh the early going was rough i did get behind on my calories at at the get-go because my my go-to gummy bears uh those were hard um (laughs) the goo blocks were uh those were tough it was one at a time and it was suck on them and savor them until they warmed up a little (laughs) bit um and then later in the day they they got easier yeah um you did that the whole time no they got i mean for calories yeah they were that's all that I was ate, all your but, calories um a majority of it i had a couple chocolate chip cookies uh some reese's <laughs> i got combos at uh you're a true, I, you man, are a this... true gas station food <laughs> cyclist yeah uh well i had plans um so <laughs> i had plans i had uh peanut butter and jelly burritos that i uh had okay. individually wrapped that would fit perfectly in my uh, the pockets uh-huh. of the the vest because um, you ride with an orange mud right yep yep same one you have um, and it, you it just them? yeah I forgot them back at the house in oh, Empire no. Uh, oh, no. we were like five minutes from the shop and I'm like oh shoot that's like you know that that was what I was looking. I was going to break up the day every three hours, have one of those, and then at the gas station uh, get some more food. And yeah. I'm like, wow, that really changes things. Yeah. Um, but it ended up being all right. There was uh, you didn't go through any like um, bonking times. No, or... not at all. My my uh, nutrition was spot on. Um, luckily, Jeremy uh, Cherinsky mm-hmm. is it? Yeah. yeah. Um, Andrea was out riding the course, so he he had a banded aid station. Um, so I grabbed a cookie from him, maybe like sixty miles in or sure. so. Um, Andrea was riding it. Um, don't mean to interrupt. Fat bike with a fat bike. She yep. got one hundred and sixty some, and yeah, her body uh, started rejecting. Yeah. Uh, the which hurt. which I mean I think before we kind of finish this off though, um, I think it's worth talking about. Um, how many people started the race, and then how many people finished the race? Yeah, this year was a. They had a. Uh, it was a higher percentage of people finishing that compared to what started than uh, typical. Oh really? Um, yeah, they had 16 people start, so not a, <laughs> not a mass start. We had uh, safe distances. We were all masked up, masked up. Mm-hmm. Um, so no real overcrowding concerns. Um, 16 of us started, eight of us finished. Um, the last you know the first person rolled in at just over 13 hours uh the last person rolled through at 22 and a half hours i okay. think it was and that's a long day in that weather and you know looking at his rig he had uh he had some kind of like backpacking type of uh bags so it he was, looked like he might have he planned on the long haul I, yeah i certainly hope so yeah. um i hope that was his strategy because but 
I mean, kudos to him for being out there. It was cold, windy. Um, I didn't want to stand outside any longer than I had to to get the bike on the rack and uh, get some hot chocolate in me before I left. But Yeah, you had no, was, no taco bar this year. No taco bar this year. I don't know <laughs> if I would have been able to do it. Um, to be honest, uh, I had the, the nutrition was dialed in on the bike. No cramping, no issues, no... I did have a little bit of hunger, but, um, you know, I took those cookies in. That was perfect. Um, I ate a bag of combos, and I, I, I felt fine. But right after the race, uh, I started feeling queasy, and uh, let's just say Rachel didn't, didn't get us all the way back to Empire before stopping a couple times and uh, uh, tossing the cookies. So <laughs> oh, literally, uh, literally, literally tossing the cookies. Um, so it was my body, uh, my body didn't handle the aftermath too well. Um, which but, last year, you know, with the, we had a taco bar, uh, I, I ate tacos, drink a couple beers and had a good time. But this year it just, it, my body didn't respond well after, but it was doing significantly better during. Yeah, and then I knew it had to get you to the end. Yeah. And, and then it just said, screw you. I'm done. I'm done. I've worked perfectly for you for uh, 14 hours. I've done more than you anticipated, more than you planned on. Um, okay, so that, that was a question of mine. Last year, your finishing time was, you said 13 and change, right? Yeah, 13.53. Okay, um, and then this year, your finishing time was? 13.58. Um, no way, really? Yeah, so it was that close. It was that close. I feel like I would, I, I really wish I had a power meter, um, between sure. doing it on the Niner yeah. and then another power meter on the Bear Claw to kind of compare the, the, the power outputs. Um, the one thing I did have that was consistent would be heart rate monitor. Um, and last year I ran at 141 for the just shy of 14 hours. Um, this year I ran at 153 for uh, wow for just shy of the 14 yeah. hours. Um, so my my plan to stay in the 140s uh, did not work. Um, but I feel like I'm in better shape this year than I was last year. So even with the elevated heart rate, uh, I I'm just assuming I I put out more watts. So. Uh, would you i know it's it's kind of comparing apples to oranges but would you say that your your course this year was was more difficult than i mean i know it's I not the, just yeah it's I not think just, the conditions were yeah. more difficult even though it, so it wasn't 90 degrees but we were talking it did get down to low 20s um and then you had a range between you know low 20s and 50s so plan for that with riding yeah. uh we had rain and wind um yeah i don't know last year with it being in the 90s it it, it wasn't windy a little bit of a breeze would have felt nice um but it was also significantly sandier last year so on on one hand it was like you're you're robbing yeah. peter to pay paul there yeah. uh so we didn't have it as dry but we did have peanut buttery sand at some point so well my just my um observation is that you are riding super strong and you were riding super strong last year but i feel like you are riding stronger than last year and i think the elevated heart rate kind of speaks to how hard it it 
was on you. Oh yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, man. So, kind of going back to Sheldon and I talking about your uh, attempt before, uh, like a couple weeks ago on our last podcast. And I knew you were in great shape. I knew that your bike was dialed. Um, I knew you would have a great result. And and here you are, second place. And and I think the what you said, eight people finished. Yeah, eight. I think that speaks more to how hard you worked just to get across the finish line. And there were. What, how many people started? Sorry. Like 16. Yeah, 16. 16. Just the fact that, like, you had to work even to get to the beginning. Like, mm-hmm. there, just across that just, start line. Just across the start line. And um, I, can't, uh, I can't congratulate you enough for getting to the start and then, like, pushing through all the way and then coming out with a second place. And I bet if there were 100 people that started, you still would have been right up there at the front. Um, so man, I mean, anything else about the Sancho 200 2020 that, uh, that you want to highlight or anything that sticks in your mind? Yeah. And, uh, uh, as we were rolling out, Heidi was giving us instructions. Uh, um, and I just noticed it today. Um, she said, if you have any mechanicals, you have health issues, you know, if you, if you just, if you, if you're calling it quits, text me let me know and and she really was there for you um as a rider so she did a great job organizing it making sure everybody was safe um but she's going my number's on the back of your number plate if you have any issues give me a call um so today when i was finally cleaning up putting my number plate away uh i noticed i didn't have any phone numbers on the back of mine so (laughs) so uh i i i think that was uh it was just a sign that you know, it was ride hard, be smart, um, be safe, and and just figure it out. That that was my mentality. Um, so my number plate aligned with that. Um, but just kind of an, a funny, funny lineup that we had there with it. Are you looking forward to, or are you planning on Sancho 200 2021? Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to planning and... Uh, got to start training for it yeah yeah it's in the books uh it's whenever it gets announced uh i'll i'll pull the trigger and register for it very cool tristan it's been uh we've waited too long to have you on the podcast so thank you for joining us telling uh, thank you for uh, uh representing the mid pack and now the front pack at the sancho 200 and uh and you know what I feel like all three of us need to do it next year. Yeah, there we go. Trevor needs yeah. to come experience the yeah. Sancho. Yeah, I'm I'm into it. I I I kind of yeah. Why not? Why <laughs> There's not? tacos at the end. Come on. Yeah. Maybe maybe it depends it's on COVID. Two, it's only 200 miles. Yeah, let's do it for sure. Fantastic. Thanks, Tristan. Awesome. Well, thanks for having me on, guys. Thank you. The Dirty Chain Podcast is a Michigan Midpack Media production in partnership with KOM Cycling, the source for your bike accessories and necessities. Connect with us on Instagram and Facebook at Dirty Chain Podcast or email dirtychainpodcast at gmail.com or call our hotline at 616-522-2641. 
If you are enjoying the podcast, please leave us a rating and review on whatever platform you use to listen. Audio editing and original music by Trevor Gibney. Sheldon Little handles the social media, graphic design, and Tristan Smith handles the bad decisions. And Tristan, thank you for joining us today on the podcast. Thanks for having me, guys. And as always, keep your chain clean. But get your chain sandy. We will see you at Sancho 2021. Why was I the only one that said that? <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not. I guess I'm afraid to commit. I don't know. Uh, <laughs>